0: Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 12th and trending this hour. Early voting. It has begun in Indiana and it goes through November 7th.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah. About what strategy I should take.
0: In regards to voting?
1: To voting. So I already know who I'm voting for, obviously. Yeah. I have uh, and I'll, I'll maybe I'll put this out here in the next couple of days. So the, there's nothing you're going to do. Anyone's going to do to sway my votes at this point. So should I? So
0: you're not an undecided. I I think that's pretty. I think back in about
1: oh I don't know the day after the last election I really yeah. wasn't undecided. Should I go ahead and vote and get it over with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or mm-hmm. should I force candidates to have to be nice to me because once you vote the way so for people who don't know a little insider baseball, what happens is when you vote, candidates are checking the polling rolls. Every day, Mm -hmm. and they're sending postcards and mailers, et cetera, to people. And when they see that you are off the, you voted, they can take you off.
0: They'll leave you alone,
1: and so because you're of no use to them anymore, because they don't actually care about you, they just want you to vote. Right. So should I go ahead and vote and get it over with, Mm -hmm. or should I do as I've done the last couple election cycles and wait till like 5:55 on election day, Mm -hmm. so I can waste as much rich. Republican and Democrat donor money as possible. So they'll keep sending me information based on my voting history. It's much more likely to be rich Republican donor money Mm -hmm. that I would get. What should I do?
0: I think you should string it out. Wait as long as possible. Okay. Uh, and I say that selfishly because that gives us better content for the show.
1: Well, I'm not going to stop talking about it once I vote. <laughs> it's not like yeah, but they I'm not undecided. Be like,
0: I, get, I still am getting texts all the time. Oh, Take yeah. this poll and do this, yeah. and how do you feel about this? So- You'll put yourself off that list. Do you want to do that?
1: My great hope is that someone from Todd Young's campaign will show up at my door. Now, Mm -hmm. they know who the door is before they knock on it. They have these little apps that tell you who the people are and Mm -hmm. how they vote and how reliably Republican they are. And generally, you've got kind of a different spiel based on how reliably Republican the person is. So. I'm hoping that happens, although I doubtful.
0: Are you saying that when uh, Justin Moed, the state rep, came and knocked on my door, he already knew who lived there?
1: Uh, There's a good chance. Now, yours would not have a voting history because you got here after the primary. Mm -hmm. Or, well, I mean, you would not have been registered to vote during the primary because you got here right about that time. Mm -hmm. So he wouldn't have a voting history on you. In the case of yours, he may just they may just be doing Like doors. Like they may just, Mm -hmm. local races are a little different in the sense of everybody's eligible vote, every vote matters more. Maybe you're, if you're just knocking on doors, you're just hitting everybody's home in a neighborhood. It's a little different. But like if you're running with Todd Young or Tom McDermott or, uh, you know, the Secretary of State's race, Diego, Destiny, whoever, you know, the Republicans, a little more advanced. Republicans and Democrats have an infrastructure Mm -hmm. where they know who lives at the House, how reliable they are. Based on what primaries they've voted in in the past,
0: and also how many objections they have to handle when they knock on that door, well, how long it's going to take to so, sway you. Well, that's
1: what's interesting. Like for mine, it would be I'm as reliably Republican as you can get. I've, I've voted, I think, in every Republican primary since I've been eligible to vote, which was 2002. So I'm as red on the card mm-hmm. as you can get. Mm-hmm. So if they w- didn't, by some reason, happen to see the name. Now, if they saw the name, I'm sure they would just keep going. But if they didn't, they would very likely come knock. <laughs> on my door and try to make sure you register to vote and that is my great hope is that uh, some... One day. ...poor, unexpecting Todd Young volunteer will come up to my door.
0: Wish on a shooting star, Rob, and maybe one day your dream will come true. But I say that you wait. You you drag, right. drag it out. All right. Also trending this hour, it is National Farmers Day. Hash, hashtag National Farmers Day. Uh, let us salute all the farmers for their hard work. They keep us uh, from going hungry. We
1: love our farmers.
0: And finally trending, and this is more of a story than a trend, but a man from Avon... Married a can of Hard Mountain Dew at the Little Vegas Chapel. Oh, yes. Avon, Indiana. Avon, Indiana. It was a contest. Uh, Mountain Dew proposed, asked people, you know, do you love Hard Mountain Dew so much that you would marry it? And this guy said, yeah. Do you love hard mountain dew enough to marry it? Mm-hmm.
1: That's maybe the most stupid thing I've ever heard, and the fact that that is trending in our society mm-hmm. is a gigantic statement on our society. So
0: the ceremony was held at the iconic Little Vegas Chapel, and he and a friend received travel and hotel accommodations for two nights in Vegas. They also got a reception and a $1, $1,000 in cash and uh, wedding gifts. Oh. From Mountain.
1: And we reward the stupidity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> It's Kennell Casey on 93 WIBC, 10 minutes after 11, and you want to talk about Greg Pence?
1: So, yes, because we've talked about earlier on in the show about who you vote for, why you vote for him, how you vote for him. We got the caller about the guy going, look, I recognize, and the reality is the Republicans are colossal failures, but I don't want to divide the vote. Mm-hmm. And I want to showcase another example of who you're voting for and who you're propping up when you just automatically vote for Republicans. So Indiana Capitol Chronicle had this story mm-hmm. that Greg Pence... Uh, who he,
0: it, he announced his distribution of funds. Yes,
1: yeah, so Greg Pence... Over
0: half a million dollars.
1: ...is the brother of Mike Pence. He is in office because his last name is Pence, and he looks exactly like Mike Pence. There is no other reason any person would ever vote for Greg Pence other than... His name is Pence, and he looks like Mike Pence. And so this story says that Greg Pence is sending mm-hmm. $550,000 to national and state Republicans. Mm-hmm. So let's review who Greg Pence is and what he's done, not just to people in his community, but mm-hmm. to taxpayers as collective. Greg Pence was, ran a company called Keel Brothers Oil Company. And for some reason, it amazes me. There was an article when he was first running in, like, the New York Times, and maybe Indie Star had something, and that was it. it. This is so egregious, and but nobody seems to want to cover this. So, Greg Pence ran Keel Brothers Oil Company. Mm-hmm. His brother Mike was a prolific investor in Keel Brothers Oil Company, and they were essentially like there was more to it than this, but they were gas stations basically. And Keel Brothers Oil Company ultimately, I guess due to terrible leadership of Greg Pence, I don't know, basically went up, belly up, and went out, essentially out of business. And when it went out of business, Greg Pence left the local bank that had loans associated with Kill Brothers Oil Company holding the paper on multiple millions of dollars. So it wasn't like it was some gigantic, you know, conglomerate, super powerful bank. It was the bank in the community in which he lived and worked held the paper, local people who probably gave him that loan because your name is Pence and you look like Mike Pence, uh, this company, millions of dollars, and he just said, too bad, I'm out, see ya. Then Kill Brothers Oil Company, mm-hmm. because this is the essentially the equivalent of taking a dump in, on someone's lawn and going, you better pick that up, <laughs> left millions of dollars in environmental damage mm-hmm. that taxpayers... had to pay, we, us, had to pay to clean up Greg Pence taking a dump on all of our lawns and saying somebody better clean that up. And what was the punishment for Greg Pence for doing that, not just to a local bank with local investors, but to all of us as taxpayers? Well, he gets to go be in the United States Congress and have a sweetheart job for life, and he's got so much money laying around that he can give Mm $550,000 to his friends to buy love and support. (laughs) <laughs> this is everything that's wrong with politics. Greg Pence is everything that's wrong with politics. And we never punish these people. We just keep voting for them because of some stupid, meaningless letter next to their name. Greg Pence should be working like at FedEx at nights to pay off his debt to that local bank that he left holding paper. Greg Pence should be working at a truck stop somewhere to pay us back as taxpayers. But instead, he gets some six-figure job as a congressman with all the sweet benefits that come with it. And he's got $550,000 laying around in an account that he can dole out to his Friends and his buddies. It's gross.
0: So, who are his friends and his buddies? Well, he has donated to Todd Young, Rudy (laughs) Yakum, Cindy Carrasco, Diego Morales, Daniel Elliott, Tara Klutz.
1: So, this is why these people go, Whoa, but. Aaron Houchin. But we might, we might. Oh, professional office hopper Aaron Houchin. Mm -hmm. Who's Aaron Houchin? Well, she's a woman who got elected to the state senate, then had been there about 8 days and decided she wanted to run for Congress in 2016, got rejected by the voters, spent basically 6 years plotting to get into Congress, and then when Trey Hollingsworth decided he didn't want to run for re-election, she quit on her Senate constituents in the middle of the session and what we do we, we, we rewarded these people. We she got rewarded and she's going to go to Congress and she's getting money from Greg Pence. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's so incestual and it's so cyclical, Casey. This is why I we will go, "Well, what if the Democrat get in?" So what? What's the difference? He said, "This November,
0: we need to elect Republicans from the top of the ticket on down." And he's grateful for all of the support his team has received over the years, and he's proud to make these investments in the party. So, let's talk about his brother,
1: bro. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Uh huh. So, Prolific Kill Brothers Oil Company investor, Mike Pence.
0: Mm-hmm. So he, well, he he was. It, is it over?
1: No, I think it's just starting.
0: Just starting? He He's at this fundraiser for his former aide. Yes, Diego. Diego Morales. Yeah. And, and a lot of people were calling for him not to go. Well, of course, the Indiana Democratic Party right. said that he should cancel the scheduled fundraiser, mm-hmm. or at least his appearance at it. But from everything we've seen, it's green light.
1: Mike Pence is doing a fundraiser for Diego Morales and having worked under Mike Pence as the pharmacy board director Mm -hmm. and then previously working under the state auditor when Mike Pence was governor um, and I have seen it firsthand that the fact that a government that was driven by lazy, ineffective, and unaccountable policies, Diego Morales is the perfect person for Mike Pence to do a fundraiser for. Diego Morales is the perfect person that Mike Pence would love to see elected to public office, a guy who was fired from the Secretary of State's office by the current Attorney General, a guy who was about to be fired by the next Secretary of State, who we don't need to go into the issues that Charlie White had, and even Charlie White was like, nope, no thanks, before he quit, The guy who we have no idea what he does for a job. I hear Abdul's got something coming out on uh, Diego's uh, business that he is uh, allegedly a a, uh, owner in. Mm -hmm. Um, And also we have huge questions about his military record. Mm -hmm. Take away the Abdul expose on On the the women. mm -hmm. We don't know whether that's true or not. It doesn't matter. The things we know about Diego Mm -hmm. are so ridiculous, and Mike Pence is going to stand up there today and tell a room full of people who, for who knows what reason—well, we all know what reason—are going to give money to Diego Morales, is going to tell them with a straight face, yeah, this guy will do a great job as Secretary of State.
0: Do you recall seeing how much the plate is for the fundraiser? Well, there were
1: various ones based on how close you wanted to be to Mike Pence— uh, what was like five thousand dollars to get a photo with them and there was one for a thousand and then i think the minimum was 500 500 200 can you imagine paying that much money like there's nothing i would pay five thousand dollars to do there's absolutely nothing much less be subjected to having to spend time around Diego Morales and Mike Pence.
0: (laughs) They could have just asked his brother for money. It is 18 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So coming up, we have an actor. We also have a former football player. And we have a woman who quit the Democratic Party. All on the way from 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1121. And Tom Cruise in the news again. He could be on the verge of making history. Has nothing to do with Top Gun Maverick ranking number six in all-time gross box office sales. Nope. Cruise is hopefully, according to him hopefully, going to become the first civilian in history to do a spacewalk outside of the International Space Station. The first civilian in American history, by the way. So the iconic actor is shooting a new space movie. Of course, it has to do with a movie, Rob. So the head of Universal Pictures recently told uh, the BBC News that the project, the movie budget, is $200 million and that Cruise wants to film real scenes walking outside, In space, he hasn't done this yet.
1: Isn't it interesting, though? Take this thing aside, because of course Tom Cruise would be the first one to do it. Because of course, why not? Yeah, you know, like you wouldn't want like an actual national hero or whatever to to do it. But fine, take that aside. Isn't Tom Cruise fascinating from the standpoint of how he really revitalized his? I guess not his career, but his public image. Because remember, like, Tom Cruise was, for the basically first 10 or 15 years of his career, everybody's favorite Mm good-looking, smiling, happy man. Mm -hmm. From Risky Business to Top Gun, you know, Rain Man, Mm -hmm. Jerry Maguire. You know, that was like, like everybody loved Tom Cruise. And then in the internet age, and he did some media appearances, and he married Katie Holmes, and the Scientology stuff came out, and everybody was kind of like... Ooh, Tom Cruise, kind of a wild and wacky weirdo.
0: Well, he was jumping on the couch with Matt Lauer right. and and maybe a little prophetic being anti-vaccine.
1: Right. And and remember at the time he was still making movies, but they were not as I recall like colossal hits in the mid to early 2000s save for The Mission Impossible, right? But like he made that War of the Worlds movie mm-hmm. that was a dud. Oh, know, he, it he was did so the, creepy! That he married movie. what's her face, uh, uh Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman did that Vanilla mm-hmm. Sky and Far movie. and Away. Yeah, and and so kind of Tom Cruise was sort of joining that group of people we loved from the past, mm-hmm. and then weirdly yeah. over the past really decade has reinvented himself again. The popularity of the Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. coupled mm-hmm. with obviously the the Top Gun the feel good nostalgia associated with that. And Tom Cruise is kind of like a big deal again that people have forgotten. Wow. At one point we thought he was a total psychopath.
0: (laughs) Now we like him again. I don't know him walking in, in space. It sounds like a total Tom Cruise thing to do because what does he have left to do you know he he does his own stunts in his movies right. he's falling out of airplanes like you mentioned the mission impossible he's riding motorcycles and you know jumping off of buildings and that's that's all him doing it so what's next level for him sure walk in space he always goes to the extreme yes don't you think yeah i mean He's he's gonna make a movie about what next? Like if you do the space movie with a two hundred million dollar budget and you're walking in the International Space Station, how do you top that? Like what is next for him? Is he gonna make a a family-friendly movie about creating long sustainable relationships? That would be a new frontier for him. Right. Wouldn't it? Uh or perhaps he's just trying to get home to the mothership. <laughs> I mean Be nice. I had to. It's That's an easy one. So Chris Christie is not denying that he potentially could run for president in 24.
1: Chris Christie is one of my least favorite people in the whole world because he's such a blowhard and it was all hat and no cattle. <laughs> like, remember when he ran for president, he was going to be the guy that was going to electrify everybody. And I remember at the 2012 Republican convention, he was the keynote speaker. And... I just
0: always imagine him in a in a dark smoking sure. room smoking a cigar.
1: Sure, and, and he's a guy who has never lived up to the hype of Chris Christie. Mm. The hype of Chris Christie was always far greater than the delivery of chris christie and it is amazing that at one point people were actually clamoring for this guy to be the republican nominee like i remember in 2012 when he delivered that keynote speech and romney was the nominee and everybody's going oh my gosh i so wish chris christie had been our nominee and you look at this guy now just like so many of these people who have trump has really exposed just how ridiculous they are and But I will say this, so this is a clip we're going to play from Chris Christie, who, despite my misgivings about him, he said something here that I absolutely agree with, and nothing bothers me more than people going, they'll ask somebody if they're going to run for something, and they'll go, well, if so-and-so runs, then no, but if they don't run, then yes. If you think you're the best person for the job, certainly something that rises to the level of President of the United States, and you actually believe it, then you have an obligation. We talked about this with DeSantis. You should be subservient to no one. That job is so big and so important that if you believe you're the best person, you should absolutely do it. And Chris Christie said just that. Giving it some thought.
0: Would you run against Donald Trump?
1: I don't care who else runs. If If I decide I want to run, I'm running if you think you're the best person for Mm -hmm. president of the united states we're not talking about like you know county commissioner here we're talking about president of the united states senator congressman whatever if you think you're the best person for the job and you have a desire to do it do it
0: Mm -hmm. he was also recently talking about uh president biden's foreign policy and he mentioned that biden's nuclear again remark was really stupid but he needs to give putin an off-ramp and i've kind of said that myself for a while this thing that's going on with russia and ukraine we're not giving putin a chance to back out there's no exit ramp for him he he's going to keep going to save face so chris Christie kind of had a point. I mean, it's a very fluid situation. It's ever-evolving every minute of the day, but I tend to agree with Chris Christie on that just a little. you got to give Putin a way out if he's to remain alive.
1: We're the United States of America. We don't have to do anything.
0: Well... (laughs) costing us a lot of money. Um, It is 1128, and (laughs) we've got more voicemails we're going to get to. 317-684-8444. We're going to hear from you next on 93 WIBC. And we have a night with WIBC, and we just received an email saying that they have released a few more tickets, so if you'd like to get yours, they're still time just go to Ticketmaster and type in WIBC and it will pop up there's uh, one VIP and also some general admission tickets available
1: so we sold out they said okay that was faster than we thought let's see if we can grab some more people in there so if you didn't get through the first time mm-hmm. there are apparently now a handful of more tickets available for the night with WIBC just go to Ticketmaster.com Put in WIBC, and there it is.
0: Yep, and that's coming up on October 27th. All right, we've got some more voicemails to get to. We love hearing from you. 317-684-8444 is the phone number. What do we have?
1: So earlier in the show, we played voicemails that were kind of just general voicemails, but we got several people who called. Mm -hmm. We have been talking the past couple days because you had some candidates for public office come to your... Door, some some yeah. Dem- some Democrats. Let's give them credit; they're out there working, including Justin Moed, who we've had on the show before. He's mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. Um, and we got into conversation about whether it was a plus or a minus as a candidate to actually knock on the door, mm-hmm. because, well. Many people just find it annoying. And as Kevin said, he would just peek out his curtain at you and then not come to the door.
0: If he realized he didn't want to talk to you, he'd just ignore
1: it. It's uber annoying if you have dogs or things Mm -hmm. like that to know they're startled. Maybe you have a child at home, whatever. And so there's a lot of people who don't want to be bothered. And we also said the time you waste at the door having to talk to somebody, you could hit 10 other doors if your goal is just to get information to people. And then there were some people who said, no, I would never vote for anyone who doesn't actually knock on my door. Hmm. So we got a whole bunch more phone calls about this as we try to find some sort of consensus. Kevin, we'll just, we'll just roll an order. Go. Good morning, Rob and Casey. It's Drake. You're having a lovely day. Rob, first things first. Uh, People always throw rocks at things that shine. And always remember, people who try to pull you down, they're already beneath you. Casey, thank you always for uh, sharing your smile on that beautiful YouTube every morning. Greatly appreciate that. Speaking of all the YouTube, hey, if you guys haven't clicked and clicked that like button, why not (laughs) like that button and uh, comment, share it if you will. But I do want to have a say so here on the little door-to-door knockers. I will say this. I, like an American, like his own privacy and security at his home. I actually have a sign at my door. It says this is a two-way house. We know and love God. No solicitors. Uh, Amazon package. Thank you for for your hard work, and of course, uh, if you are the father who left 30 years ago to go get a gallon of milk, I don't need you now, so please leave.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to meet Drake.
1: Yeah, he will be there with the night with the WIBC. All right, let's keep going.
0: Yes, I was calling in reference to the knocking on doors versus leaving flyers for campaign people. I would never answer the door when someone
1: comes, Um, and I'm involved in my husband running for politics, and many of the people don't answer the doors. So um,
0: this year, uh, I'm sorry, from May we learned that this time around we're just leaving flyers and doing mailers. Now, um, the big controversy is when people have something on their door or their property um, that says no soliciting. Um, I believe that no soliciting doesn't apply to politics, and I'd like to get your take on that, because we're not trying to sell something.
1: Hmm. Yes, the uh, it has been determined, I believe, don't quote me on this, that, politi- that governmental related activity or politics is not considered soliciting. However, it's ultimately right, like in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Because if you're out soliciting and you see a no soliciting sign, what's the recourse the person has is they could call the cops on you. Well, okay, the, your police in your community probably have other things to worry about as long as you're not being aggressive or physical or whatever just telling somebody to get lost they're probably not going to prosecute or like come after somebody but it's all in the eye of the beholder right a lot of people do view politics as you're selling something selling something ideology though, right person and so it's the eye of the beholder mm-hmm. and that is another reason that like i said especially if you see those no soliciting signs there's what you can do and what you should do. If you see the no soliciting sign, that person clearly does not want to hear from anybody other than their mailman, the Amazon, Amazon guy, or their friends and family. Mm-hmm. You knocking on that door, whether it is soliciting or not... You're going to lose that person.
0: It's interesting that she has experiencing experience doing it both ways, knocking on the door and waiting to talk to people. And she's saying, now, no, we're changing. We're just going to cast as wide a net as possible. And that means just leaving the name on the door and walking
1: on. More calls on whether people like somebody knocking on their door for po- politics. Take a listen. Hey, I
0: just wanted to... Um respond to Rob's
1: talking about politicians canvassing neighborhoods and that um, I'm a retail manager and we use the rule of 10 instead of the rule of seven. So if someone has a good experience, they will tell at least 10 of their friends and those 10 people will tell 10 of their friends. So if you have a good experience or a bad experience, especially with a politician
0: these days, I promise you someone else will know about it. Rule of ten also applies to radio sales. Yeah, where you have to hear nine no's before you'll hear one yes.
1: Look, there there is no technical right or wrong way to go about this, and that's why I think these phone calls are so good. It's everybody's got their own approach and what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you <laughs> from my successful experiences, three and zero, oh. what works best. <laughs> yeah. Now maybe someone else has done something greater mm-hmm. and had a better result and that's okay but what we do here is we talk about our own life experiences and how mm-hmm. they apply to the collective she's right mm-hmm. if but here's okay here's the one thing i disagree with casey have you ever told 10 people in your entire life about a political candidate <laughs>
0: Yes, as a matter of fact,
1: uh, away from these airwaves.
0: Between nine and noon,
1: be, a between, lot more than ten. Between these, <laughs> let's, between these, between the hours of nine and noon. Have uh, more you more
0: than ten? Probably not.
1: Like okay, let's say Moed came to your door uh-huh. and which he what she did, what she did, and totally wowed you mm-hmm. with you know his. Would
0: I walk out and be like Rob, what, Kevin, Matt, right, correct? Hammer.
1: No. Exactly. Yeah. So th- that doesn't really. It may apply with some people, but the people it's going to apply to are way more apt to be telling people anyway. Now, one thing you could do theoretically that would result in a lot more exposure is, could I put a sign in your yard when we're done? And that does happen. Mm -hmm. And if someone allows you to put a sign in the yard, depending on where they live, Mm -hmm. you might get thousands of eyeballs on a daily basis who see your sign.
0: And that makes that conversation worth the time. It
1: does. But the odds of getting that are pretty mm-hmm. slim based on a random door knocking. Well, I think we got one more call here. Hey guys, it's Mark from Columbus. Uh, listen to the discussion on knock on the door and not kinda get votes. And I, I'm like I understand the part. I'm kinda like anybody else. It's kinda like a Jehovah Witness coming. I don't really want to answer the door. It's nice they do, but my main problem is is not whether the door is answered or not, whether you talk or not is that We've got so many people that don't bother to just go out and find out who the candidates are instead of taking some name recognition off one conversation or one piece of mail. That's the saddest part. That's why we see what we see right now in Mm -hmm. D.C. right down to local. It's sad. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks.
0: Boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah. You're right. Uh, Oh, that's a name I recognize. I guess I'll vote for them. have no idea what they stand for, where they fall, but I've seen their name once, so I guess they've earned my vote
1: Yep and that's and that and this is why it comes back to the what I talked about originally especially on the down ballot races mm-hmm. which is people have no idea who you are so if they see the mailer from you and they like something on the mailer or the door hanger they're more apt to vote for you which is why the more people you can reach look unless the town and city council is the only thing on your ballot Very few people have, in the history have ever gone out and said, I can't wait to vote for my town and city council. I'm going to be uber informed. The vast majority, like, let's say, okay, Brownsburg is a town the size of roughly 30,000 people. There are five people on the town council. I guarantee you no more than 5% of the populace can name all five Mm -hmm. people on the town council. Right. And I bet it's not even that. All five, probably 2%. 5% might be able to name one, or 10% might be able to name one. That's a fool's errand if you're trying to, th- if you're just trying to win every single vote versus name identification. Now, again, if you're running for like, let's say when Joe Hogsett, if he runs again next year for reelection or whoever's running, against Joe Hogsett. Mm-hmm. And that is it's a, what they call an off year election. So there's no U.S. Congress. There's no president. Right. People are showing up to vote for that specific thing. Then knocking on doors and winning votes, maybe there's some merit to that but if you are just in the sea of everything else name id is by far the most important thing
0: 317-684-8444 that's the phone number if you would like to chime in we'd love to hear from you and as early voting begins here in the state of indiana just one reminder they are called public servants and you are a private citizen it's 1144 with Kendall and casey on 93 wibc Is this the band you're going to go see tonight, Kevin?
1: Yeah, this is Viagra uh, Boys. Nice. Cigarette. I looked these guys up on the internet. Yeah. Surfboard. They look exactly like a group called Viagra Boys, like you'd think the group called Viagra Boys would look.
0: <laughs> they look like their name. All, all tatted up. and.
1: Uh-huh. The, the lead singer has a beer gut, which is interesting. That's like kind of part of his signature look. Sports. Now, are there any actual like women that go to the Viagra boys?
0: Uh, We'll find out. Uh, Honestly, I have no idea. Not one that Kevin's taking, that's for sure. We already reviewed that earlier in the show. Don't worry, though. I'll give you a full report. Perfect. I can't wait. Be careful and be safe. Get back here in one piece, because we need you, okay? Okay. All right. it is 11.50. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. We were talking uh, just very briefly about what's going on in Ukraine and Russia, and we've got uh, a chance for Rob for you and I to sit back and, and take a load off as Tulsi Gabbard does the work for us. This is
1: so good. Tulsi Gabbard 100% articulates in two minutes everything we have been saying about what's been going on with Russia and Ukraine and the United States' needless involvement in this. It is so good. She was on with Rogan the other day. Mm-hmm. Listen. So with things like funding the Ukraine war with Russia... Please explain to people what that means and why why we're sending so much money over to Ukraine.
2: Um, so so let's start with with that. Let's start with the military industrial complex. Okay. What is it? Who is it? It is these massive defense corporations who make uh, all these different weapons systems, from the smallest to the most powerful nuclear weapons and missiles. Uh, When we are at war, they make a lot of money. Uh, When uh, politicians, uh, even if we're not at war, but are threatening that we may go to war, they make a lot of money. And these decisions are not made within the context of, hey, what does our military actually need? What do we need to ensure that our military is ready to defend our country and our national security interests? It is uh, very often, what members of Congress are advocating for even more than the military is asking for sometimes uh, because of those relations, those cozy relationships with the military industrial complex, with these massive defense contractors and their lobbyists. So there's a direct uh, there's a direct correlation as the money is changing hands there Um the, the problem is not with the Democratic Party the Republican Party. On this issue, when you see this, so much divisiveness on tons of other issues facing our country, everything from infrastructure to education, all these other things, you see like, oh my gosh, Democrats and Republicans can't agree on anything. This issue of putting our country in a continual state of war is supported by leaders in both parties and the majority of people in both parties. And it's directly tied to the military industrial complex's influence and tied to people who, you know, want to act and look tough, but aren't asking the most important questions like, okay, if we do this, will this help the American people or hurt the American people?
1: Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better.
0: You know, since she announced that she was leaving the Democratic Party, a lot of people have been saying, welcome to the team, meaning the Republican Party. And (laughs) I don't necessarily think she's doing that either. By the way, she just launched her own podcast called uh, The Tulsi Gabbard Show, which is, you know, clearly why we're seeing a little bit more of her. Absolutely. Uh, but. Uh, A way to the White House for Tulsi Gabbard as an independent. I'll just throw this out there. Something to think about. It could be hyperbole, but, you know, you might consider it. If she were to be on someone's ticket.
1: Yeah, she would be an DeSantis
0: inter- Gabbard.
1: She would be an interesting running mate. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not sure, given I think she's socially pretty liberal, that that would really work, and it, all, it would all come down to who needs what. Mm-hmm. I think maybe an independent or libertarian uh, run might be more suiting of her or she could just enjoy talking to people and making Mm -hmm. a bunch of money
0: yeah that too
1: we do that every day
0: yeah let's talk about Troy Aikman really quick before we leave Uh, cancel culture he is the latest victim right he was what did he say he said something about we take the dresses off yeah let's listen to the to the sports cast play again
1: the ball comes out right there and the ball is possessed by Jones He's going to the ground with Carr. His body's there. It's just where it, it is. It's too much. I mean, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings, and, you know, we take the dresses off. Second- so, so there was a play in Monday Night Football. It was mm-hmm. an egregious roughing the passer call. Everybody agrees with it. It was a terrible call. And now, because everybody needs to be offended about absolutely everything, instead of realizing what he was talking about, which is hey, the rule sucks and it's ruining the game and the fun for a lot of people. Well, we need to be offended by everything mm-hmm. all the time, so let's mm-hmm. come at Troy Aikman because he said dresses.
0: Yeah, well, okay, it's a fake controversy, right? The people that he speaks to, they weren't offended by that. The people who were watching football, ah, were they really offended by that?
1: No one was. who cares was actually offended.
0: Careful, little flower. Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Thank you, Rob. And good job, Kevin. Be safe tonight. Come back here in one piece. And we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow as well. Thanks for listening. It's 93WIBC.